Glad to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show continuing on. This portion of the program brought to you by our fine friends over there at the Water Doctors, h2theletterodoctors.com. And you know I love my Connecticut water softening system. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Wouldn't trade it for the world. And uh, as a matter of fact, I've taken it with me house to house to house now. So if you are looking for a new water system, if you're looking for an upgrade, if you are maybe building a home and you want to put the best in your home, call my buddy John, 262-549-7733, 262-549-7733. That's the Water Doctors. And they can uh, get you in touch. If, if you're not in their area, they can get you into touch with the people that are and get it taken care of for you. But go to H2, the letter O, H2Odoctors.com. They're also very much into philanthropic stuff. And they give back to the Custom Canine Service Dog Academy, and then it helps veterans who are in need of service animals. So they do that as well. So two reasons, great reasons. Not only one is the quality of product top-notch, but they also help people in need and veterans in need. So call them, 262-549-7733, anywhere in the state of Wisconsin, 262-549-7733. That is the Water Doctors. Um, So... I'm sitting here reading this this article um, from WFAN. It says Aaron Rodgers will never play down for the New York Jets. Craig Carton from New York, WFAN, believes that Aaron Rodgers is never coming to New York. He said Aaron Rodgers made a classic street mistake. He misjudged the guy he was fighting with. And if he didn't grow up in the streets of the five boroughs, maybe this you don't understand what I'm talking about. So let me give it to you. He said he misjudged Mark Murphy, the CEO of the Green Bay Packers. He is now public enemy number one in the city of Green Bay because Aaron decided to tell the world, of course, I would have come back. But I wanted to end my career as a Packer. Well, but he didn't want me back. Rogers, highly critical of the Packers, handling of the previous franchise stars at uh, the tail end of their careers when he spoke on the Pat McAfee show. Uh, he also urged the Packers to, quote, do the right thing and finalize the trade with the ga- with gang green, as he puts it. Rodgers added that the only thing holding up the deal was the Packers' asking price. With all that in mind, you see Rodgers never making it to the Jets purely out of spite, according to Craig. He said, I just have this weird feeling, and I think that he has misplayed his hand. And all he had to do was say, I'll always be a Packer, but everything comes to an end. Looking forward to a couple of years elsewhere. No disrespect. Love back. And then you could throw Mark Murphy under the bus 30 times over if you wanted to after the deal is done. But he shot his shot prematurely. So they believe because Rodgers in that very passive-aggressive Aaron Rodgers sort of way, pissed off the Packers, not only not wanting to be all in, but also throwing them under the bus that they're the ones holding it up. It's not anybody else, It's which the Packers have every right to. You have a responsibility to the organization to get as much as you possibly can, not just because Aaron Rodgers says it to trade them, but to have a responsibility to get as much as you can. And so Rodgers threw him under the bus. And they believe, Craig Carton believes, that the Packers are now going, no, 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 no. You want this guy, you're going to pay a premium. Otherwise, this guy can sit and rot. Which would be somewhat stupid on the Packers to say he can sit and rot. But getting a premium for him, 
I'm all for that. I'm all for it. There you go. It's what they're believing in New York. 877-867-1670. You want to find us? Please feel free. Uh, this is from Dancing Joey. Dancing Joey says, uh, Marquette not dancing, and I couldn't be happier as a Badger fan. Badgers are still dancing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me. I'll come back to that. Careful. He says uh, the dance between Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers and the New York Jets is almost comical at this point. Why don't they just come to the middle, leave Rodgers out of it, and make the deal? Woody Johnson wants to get it done. The Packers want to get it done. What would be holding it up? Other than compensation and or the inability, which should be inability, I hate to do that, but inability, to get Aaron Rodgers' giant ego out of Green Bay. It's going to take two planes to move all of that. Yeah, but it's not Aaron Rodgers that wants to stay in Green Bay. At least not, you know, according to Rodgers. Right? Rodgers was mad that they were, quote, shopping him. But, again, we don't we don't know what is and isn't being said. I don't know who to believe there. Uh, as far as um, the dance between the Badgers, I'm just glad they're playing basketball. Who cares? It was down season. Who cares? And Marquette had a hell of a run. They won the Big East. Give them credit. I'm not knocking one over the other. 877-867-1670. Let's go, Steve, listening to us in Cudahy. Steve, how are you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, how are you doing, Big Unit? I have a quick question for you. I always wanted to ask you twofold. Is your take on, <clears throat> excuse me, I may be wrong or overplaying it or whatever, your, your uh, opinion on the hiring of Luke Fickle, especially from your connections at Ohio State, uh, the state of Ohio and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's a good thing because I think he might have a chip on his shoulder and I think he might be starting to plug players out of Ohio that we couldn't really do. And the next other one was, and I'll take my hands uh, up there. Do you think it's wise that Wisconsin, the head coach for basketball, uh, the state should just get away from the, Bo Ryan and all the Wisconsin connections at Platteville and just get somebody new and fresh. And uh, I'll take my answers off the air. Thank okay. No, appreciate it. Uh, first of all, the Luke Fickle side of things. I think Luke Fickle did a terrific job when he had the opportunities with Cincinnati. And the reason he's getting kids out of Ohio, he's getting the kids out of Ohio that Ohio State has either passed on or maybe don't want to be one of many. And what he did was, which I thought was brilliant, and, and we heard from Mo Egger from uh, ESPN uh, Radio in Cincinnati, when Luke Fickle got there, that is a, a big-time football area. Uh, and what he did was he drew 100 miles around Cincinnati and said, I'm going to try to get all the kids that aren't going to the major schools to come here, and we're going to pay attention to them. And we're... But what he did was he went out and shook a lot of hands. A lot of coaches' hands, something that Ryan Day wasn't doing, something that, you know, Ryan Day doesn't have the ability to shake everybody's hands. Luke Fickle, he's like University of Cincinnati. He's like, look, I'm going to go out and meet everybody. I'm going to go do everything I can. And he got success. And once he put that train back on the track, uh, people went, whoa, this this guy's not only somebody who who does everything he says he's going to do, but he's a hell of a coach along the way as well. So to say he has a chip on his shoulder after what happened in at Ohio State by not getting the full-time job and only being an interim, um, maybe a little. Maybe a little. Maybe that's the reason he left because he had other job offers. Maybe the timing of it wasn't right. But when he got a job, because he didn't take the Michigan State job. He was offered the Michigan State job and didn't take that. 
But when the Wisconsin job came up, he's like, okay, this is this is a, a, a good situation. And maybe it's just that he didn't want to battle Michigan in Michigan for Michigan players and Ohio State players to be Michigan State. So maybe he saw this as, hey, I can, I think I can get Minnesota kids. I think I can get Illinois kids. I think I can get Wisconsin kids. And I've got a pretty good foothold on southeast and southwestern, or southwestern Ohio, which is, again, a good football area. So, yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm all for it. That's a hell of a hire. As far as Greg Gard goes, and and you know, my my argument is what Bo Ryan did worked. He went to a Final Four and he went to a national title game. You know, so it worked. I mean, you know, Calipari's been doing the same thing for years and years and years, going all the way back to Memphis. Bill Self's been doing the same thing for years and years and years. If it works, it works. Sometimes it's just a personality. Sometimes it's the system. Sometimes it's a year of bad luck. Sometimes it's injury. Sometimes, you know, you you lose a couple of recruits, and then you got to put the train back on the tracks. Tom Izzo didn't have a, a top-notch team. He's played well in the tournament. But, you know, I mean, they expect championships every year at Michigan State when it comes to Izzo. So... No, I'm. I'm next year. I think coming into the season, uh, Chris McIntosh is probably looking at the basketball program with a little bit wider eye. They've got some good talent coming in next season, and they'll probably give Greg Gard the opportunity. And they remember they weren't picked. If they were picked to finish high because he had a ton of talent, and they didn't, then then you can say okay, maybe they underachieved. But maybe they overachieved, got off to a fast start, and then underachieved at the end, and they had a few injuries along the way, and they just didn't end up where they wanted to end up. But you give them credit for Now, people will knock the NIT, but you give them credit for rallying and getting a couple of wins in the NIT, and you appreciate that. Um, so I think, you know, he's going to be around next year, and I think depending on what they do next year, will depend on job status after that. But right now, for all the people that want to see him fired, no, I'm not going there. You know, I, I, and, you know, the people wanted him fired right after Bo Ryan left. And then he rallied and things ended up being pretty good. But, you know, now you're going to be into next year and you're going to say, you know what, it's time to get back to the NCAA tournament. You know, it's time to time to prove your, your, your wear. And it's, it's, it's time to go back. And if you're not going to go back, then, then yeah, maybe then you might consider it depending on how the season, it always depends on how the season goes. If you have everybody healthy and you underachieve, then yeah, the coach has got to go. But if you have good talent, but your talent, I mean, look at Marquette, Marquette Coco gets the, the wrist and thumb injury and they get knocked out of the tournament. Does that make Shaka Smart a worse coach? No, it means your best, one of your best, if not your best player, went down with an injury and didn't have the same scoring prowess that he had had in games prior. It hurts. And in basketball, it's much more significant because it's one of five. So, I, you know, I, I think he's going to be around next year. I think next year starts out the season with an eyebrow raised. I don't want to do the whole hot seat thing, but with an eyebrow raised. Is that fair, Ben? I think is that it a is. fair assessment yep. of of where things are right now with Badger basketball in general? Yes, definitely. And and he knows what he has to do to improve the team. There were a lot of strikeouts last off season in the portal for a variety of reasons. But he it's not like he's he's 
naive to the fact that he has to go get more talent in, in certain spots to help the team improve. And it's, mm-hmm. I think you also have to ask a question of, was this year's team a NCAA tournament team that just got a couple horrible breaks with, you know, buzzer beater three going in from half court and various other just bounces of the ball that didn't go their way, or was it a bad team? And and it's somewhere in the middle, but it's not as if they, like Michigan, like you mentioned, Michigan was supposed to be really good. They fell off the face of the earth, and I don't think Juwan Howard's a good coach. But this Badgers team wasn't supposed to do that much. So he knows what he mm-hmm. has to do to improve it. I also think there is a, a massive difference between what is needed to succeed in football and what is needed to succeed in basketball. Like, I don't think you could look at a at a formula for what Wisconsin did for a football program and just think, oh, yeah, basketball is the same thing. They're, they're completely different animals. Right. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Want to find us? Feel free. Go ahead and give us a shout. Uh, again, 877-867-1670. Got some emails to get to as well. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Skipper Buds. And uh, with the weather starting to warm up, as a matter of fact, I was uh, just out that way uh, the other day, and uh, Skipper Buds has a ton of stuff uh, that's on the lot. So they've got a lot of new boats rolling in, and they've got uh, used boats on the lot as well. So if you're looking for a, a boat, whether it's a pontoon, it's a yacht, it's a fishing boat, it's a skiing boat, Mastercraft, Tyga, Smokercraft, Cruisers, Four Winds, whatever it happens to be, they've got it. Or if you're looking for accessories, or how about summarization? Uh, getting your boat out of the winterizing, whatever it happens to be, service, great stuff. 262-544-1200. 262-544-1200. Again, 262-544-1200. Get a hold of my buddy Todd. He's the GM out there. Great stuff from our friends at Skipper Buds. Coming back, we got a lot more to get to. More of the Bill Michael. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Plumbing and heating there in uh, the La Crosse area. And Trempolo and Monroe and Vernon, Jackson counties, whether you're in West Salem, Onalaska, Shelby, Holman, whatever it happens to be out in that direction. Love that area out there. They're founded, when you talk about veterans, uh, they're a part of our sponsorship for the motorcycle ride coming up. Founded by a Korean War veteran, uh, Clayton Every, and it's their third generation now. Craig took it over. So uh, they've been doing it for a long time. They put the extra emphasis on customer and employee satisfaction and they're hiring right now as well, but if you're in any of those areas, in the five-county area out there, uh, in the uh, La Crosse area, they are uh, they're uh, not only looking for good people, but if you're a customer, you already know about their customer service. They're fantastic. Looking to hire a plumber with experience in new construction, residential, some light commercial. They're hiring licensed plumbers right now with great wages and benefits and Craig's uh, Craig, he keeps, uh, you know, calls confidential for anybody that wants to give him a call. So maybe you might be somebody at another, you know, another place. And you're going, oh, well, I want to work for somebody really good. This could be your opportunity. Every plumbing and heating, every plumbing and heating, call them 608-783-2803. 608-783-2803. And good to have them on board uh, out there in, uh, in those areas, I love that area out there. Can't wait to get back out to the Lacrosse area. But if yeah, if you're hanging out in West Salem or Lacrosse or on Alaska, Shelby, Holman, any of those cities, Coon Valley, all the way down to Coon Valley, anywhere, good stuff. Good stuff from our friends. Every plumbing and heating. 
And everybody needs that, right? Sure you do. 877-867-1670. Uh, go ahead and give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you again. 877-867-1670. Uh, this one is from Jason. Uh, getting a couple of emails uh, off the boards. Uh, Jason says, uh, first of all, I don't think people understand the history that Marquette basketball has in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, it's always been appreciated. I'm both a Badger fan and a Marquette fan. Hell, I even loved UWM when Bruce Pearl was making his run to the Sweet 16. It was exciting. Thanks very much for the email. Appreciate it. Uh, 877-867-1670. J.D. says, unit, let's say hypothetically Rodgers could enter this year's draft. I don't think anybody would say that he would not be drafted uh, or that he would be drafted in the second, third, or fourth round. In fact, I highly doubt he'd even be there at the 13th pick. Personally, I think this is how the Packers should look at it and hold tight to their demands. You are 100% correct. 100% correct. Um, Steve says, first of all, congratulations to the Lady, Lady Badgers on the Frozen Four win. Outstanding. Good run by Marquette in the NCAA tournament. Too bad they let one slip away yesterday because the bracket was really shaping up in their favor. The first half, they got killed on the boards. They made a nice adjustment at halftime. The second half turnovers, which, uh, again, you're right, the turnovers absolutely killed them. After spending part of a uh, better part of last week in Arizona being away from the soap opera, I have slightly different perspective on the Jets saga. Looking at this, I really believe the Packers have the upper hand. Uh, the longer this wears on the Jets, uh, they're going to get a little bit nervous. Worst-case scenario is that the Packers end up keeping Rodgers because the Jets won't ante up. By no means should they, should they just, quote, get rid of him at this point. Uh, Scottsdale was great. Thanks again for the tip on your buddy's shop at Sound Art USA. While the girls shopped, we went across the street and did some shopping at the Rusty Spur. The Rusty Spur. Fantastic. That's awesome, Steve. Steve, uh, our buddy Steve in Richfield. Rusty Spur is a place to go hang out. When we were out there during Super Bowl, you couldn't even get into the Rusty Spur. And the Rusty Spur, if you're going out there for whatever reason, is like it's taken right out of like an old country western movie. And the band's in there that way, and there's a line always to get in, and it's it's a blast. Rusty Spur is a great place. Great place. Love it. Uh, appreciate the... Uh, Appreciate the email as well. Uh, this one is from Steve. Steve says, uh, different Steve, by the way. Uh, Steve says, the whole Aaron Rodgers-worth-ism uh, is not as to what he is worth in today's day and age. It's what he would be worth if he was going to play a longer period of time. This is an aging veteran who has probably only got one year left in him. If I'm the Jets, I wouldn't give up a first-round pick, maybe a second at best. Yes, he may take them to a Super Bowl, but then again, chances are he may not. And do you really believe that's the best team in the division at this point? No, I don't. No, I don't. But I also believe that if they believe he makes them a Super Bowl contender, then what is that worth? What is that worth? Right? If they believe they've got a team, and they, they've got a very good team. I don't think they're the best team in the division. There's some talk about OBJ even going up to, uh, I don't think he's going to go to Buffalo, only for the fact that I don't think he wants to play in Buffalo. I don't think he wants to play in Buffalo. I don't think he wants to be in the weather in Buffalo. Just saying. I think it's more likely he ends up maybe with the Cowboys and Jerry Jones becomes infatuated with him. Uh, Brandon Cooks goes uh, is acquired in a trade with the Texans, so maybe uh, the the – uh, OBJ thing isn't going to happen now in Dallas. Maybe there's only some other areas that he could possibly go to. But 
I don't think um, as of right now that the Buffalo Bills are the leading contender for OBJ services, but you never know. But I still think if you're going to go all in and the Jets get OBJ, they've already brought in Alan Lazard, depending on who else they're going to be looking at. If they are indeed going to be talking to Mercedes Lewis again or, you know, or Randall Cobb again, I mean, you know, wait and see. But um, I, I, I think if you ask any Jets fan, do you have a legitimate – let's just say the Jets get to the postseason. You know, do the Jets have a legitimate shot at getting to a Super Bowl? And for the first time in a long time, the Jets really believe that they've got a legitimate shot. Then what is that worth? What is that worth? You know? And if that's, you know, if you were going to say, would you trade a first-round pick for a Super Bowl ring, most Jets fans would say, we trade anything for a Super Bowl ring. So it shouldn't be out of the question to get a first-round draft choice. I'm just saying. 877-867-1670. Uh, Justin says, living here in New Jersey, all I hear is Jets, Jets, Jets. They're talking about Aaron Rodgers like he's the next coming of, coming of Christ, but yet he's not worth a first-round draft choice. They can't have their cake and eat it, too. Nobody buys the top-of-the-line car for 50 bucks and only $200 a month. Come on. that's That seems to be their reality. Uh, they also believe that if Rodgers does come here, he still needs more around him than what they currently have to get to a Super Bowl. So I don't understand why the Jets are all in on Aaron Rodgers when they have other issues on this team. And I can understand that as well. I Again, I don't, I don't think they're the best team in their division. I still think it's the Buffalo Bills, and I think they would be fighting for a close second or third with Miami. And there's this, I mean, I saw the, uh, what they do, the overreaction Monday that uh, the uh, New England Patriots are going to be in the in the playoffs this year. How, it depends on how good the Patriots are going to be. Patriots are actually bringing in an offensive coordinator this year. Maybe they get even better with Mac Jones. We'll have to wait and see, but you got to feel that if they find an offensive coordinator that's worth his salt, that Bill Belichick's still defensively masterful and gets anything and everything out of his guys you still think that's going to be a team to contend with. I mean, that that's that AFC East is is a, that's a battle, man. So there's nothing that says just because Aaron Rodgers walks through the door, suddenly you're the team to beat. I, I, I just don't believe that. I think there's a guy in Buffalo that's going to have something to say about it. And the other question in Buffalo is, is Stephon Diggs still the playmaker that you thought he was? Or did they have to go out and add another piece in that particular area? But if they get even better in the wide receiver department or tight end department, I mean, come on, man. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Find us. Um, what else do we have here? We got a lot of people that are shooting us emails and tweets and all kinds of stuff happening. Uh, Art says, uh, oh, my God, can we just move on already? Talking about Aaron Rodgers damn near every day is mind-numbing. Uh, what about the tournament? What about the Brewers? Well, we talked tournament in the beginning, and we talked a little bit about, you know, what, what, what went on this past weekend. And in addition to that, we did uh, – we didn't talk any Brewers today. I will say that. We didn't talk any Brewers today. And there's not a lot coming out of camp right now. Um, probably – Next week is really when you start to ramp up as you get towards 
you know, opening night, if you will, March 30th. But you still got 10 more days before uh, the teams come north and everything's set. And, you know, you're just, you know, guys are, some guys are having good camps. The Brewers have had a few injuries. They're getting some guys back. It's been good. But, you know, it's just good to have baseball. Every now and then you're going to catch a game on the radio. You're like, okay, I can live with that. Nice. Uh, this is from Jersey Jay, who says, come on, are you kidding me? Mac Jones is actually going to get better under Bill O'Brien. He's nothing but a POS, we'll say, um, and a buddy of Bill Belichick. He's just an extension of what Bill wants to do. If you think Mac Jones is going to get better, yeah, but Bill O'Brien at least has an offensive mentality, and all he has to do is govern the offense. That's it. Nothing more. I'm, not, I'm agreeing with you. Look, I, I'm not a big fan of Bill O'Brien either. But Bill O'Brien's had offensive success. He's not good as a head coach, but he's had offensive success. So that I won't take away from him. 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. rocking that's rocking there you go well, i only cut 40 seconds of it there's okay there's behind the biz yeah there you go i was cutting new bumpers for my show okay. but the thing is i guess for each of them i know exactly how long they are okay so there you go good stuff uh welcome back to the program as we continue on hey uh i did get a note here and i wanted to mention this uh the uh Oh, dear, you know, uh, it says Bill's uh, repeating the same music. We have we we have so much music. We do play a lot that's dedicated to the show, but we play so much. Who cares? Is that your worry, Mike? Really? Uh, by the way, uh, they said talk bucks. I wanted to, and I did put this in the the rundown today, and I apologize for not getting to it, but I did want to make a note of this. Um, I'm not going to get into all the details, but cool stories come up every now and then. And uh, there was a young girl who's not doing well, we'll say, okay, uh, and just wanted to kind of get her spirits lifted. Uh, parents and such thought it would be really cool if uh, they could reach out to the Milwaukee Bucks. And um, the bottom line is the the Bucks hurt her. Peter Fagan, uh, the president of the Bucks, uh, you know. What a good guy! Very accessible, always willing to help out in the community, uh, and did it again. And from what I understand, uh, got this family passes. They went to shoot around. The players came out. Uh, now she didn't get a chance to meet Giannis, but met you know Pat Connaughton and a bunch of the other players. Got a bunch of autographs. They put her on the court. Took pictures in the middle of the court and such. I mean, it just it's cool stuff that the Bucks do. That sometimes when people get so mad at athletes and money and and stuff. Now the Bucks are winning, and the Bucks have been winning, and they're the best team in the East, and maybe the best team in basketball. So it's easy to jump on the bandwagon, but they haven't forgotten about the 
the fan base and what it means and what they mean to the community. I just wanted to say kudos to Peter Fagan, kudos to the guys that came out, the players that came out. Kudos to all those guys uh, for uh, for kind of a, a job well done. And, you know, sometimes you don't realize in the grand scheme of things, you're there to win a championship, you're getting paid and such. But there are some times when you just don't realize what you mean to people. And it's the little things sometimes that, that can make the biggest world of difference. So kudos to the Bucks this past weekend. Kudos to Peter Fagan and uh, everything that they did for uh, for this family and this young girl. So uh, really, really cool stuff. Really, really cool stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670. Let's get back to the phone calls. Let's go to Chad listening to us in Appleton. Chad, how you doing, man? What's going on? Good, Bill. How are you? I'm doing great today. What are you thinking? Excellent. Um, so with uh, back to Aaron Rodgers real quick. Um, sure. He, the value that he brings, uh, in my opinion, isn't just that, yes, he could possibly have a better chance of taking them to a Super Bowl than Zach Wilson, but it's what he could also do for Zach Wilson for the Jets' future. Uh, I don't think they plan on trading him. He would probably learn under Rodgers. So what's right. the value in doing that? Um, I To have him learn under Rodgers, I don't know. I mean, technically, as a quarterback, you would have a vast array of knowledge that you would pick up. I mean, you, you know, all you got to do is just absorb the things that he thinks and how he sees the field and such. So I, that, that goes without saying. But I, I think it's it's what he needs, what, what Zach Wilson probably needs more than anything, is probably the, the, the ability to be a leader and not so much of a jackass as he's thought of in New York. And uh, how, you know, then again, he's not going to learn how to take responsibility, that's for sure, because <laughs> Rogers You're points right. a finger at everybody else, although he did take more responsibility this year. But Zach Wilson, uh, I think it's you got to learn how to be a leader before you can just be a leader. You got to see it. You got to, you got to eat it. You breathe it, you walk it, you talk it. But I think uh, more so than anything, you have, there's a command that you have to have and you have to earn it rather than just be told you're the leader. And I think that's where he needs to, uh, that, that's where he needs to learn. So, but he'll learn a, a vast array of knowledge under Aaron Rodgers. There's no doubt about that. Right. And my, my thought was, you know, could, <clears throat> could that be, part of you know the value of getting that number one pick that uh, oh, yeah. that we all hope Green Bay can get and and maybe that's what he needs you know Jordan Love Rogers they they both are were able to sit for a couple of years obviously we all know that and maybe that's something that Zach Wilson needs for their future not just for next year but hey have a good one Bill and uh, we'll talk to you again no appreciate it man he's absolutely one hundred percent correct that that's also what they're hoping that Aaron Rodgers can pass along to 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 Zach Wilson is that they can say, okay, here you go, that, uh, you know, watch what this guy does. You're not there to make it hard on him. You're there to learn everything he has to say, does, you know, sees, all of that. That's what you're looking for. Uh, and maybe it just changes Zach Wilson's attitude in a lot of a lot of different ways. But, yep, I, uh, I completely uh, – I, I can completely see the value in adding that with Aaron Rodgers coming to, uh, coming to New York. Uh, 877-867-1670. This one's from Nicole. Nicole says, uh, what have we learned from Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre? One is 
that great players have the ability to excel even in the smallest market. Two, they get treated differently even in the smallest markets because they're treated like gods. Three, their ego begins to blow up. Four, they want out because their egos can't take it anymore. And five, they're very difficult to move because they want to point the finger at everybody else but themselves. Both quarterbacks are mirror images of one another. Different circumstances, yes, but that's what we learn about great quarterbacks in small markets. Nicole, that is a that's a that's a hell of a hell of an email. That's a really good email. It's very simple. But uh yeah, I can see that. You're right. It's different because when you're treated big in New York, there's five to seven to ten people that are just as big. You know, when Rodgers goes to New York, there's a lot of – he's going to be bigger than, uh, than you know, Daniel Jones, but Jones just got paid. And Jones just took his team to not only a playoff, but a playoff win. Aaron Judge is huge. You're not going to outdo him. You're not even the biggest fish in that pond. But when you leave the state of – you are the biggest fish in the state of Wisconsin. When you're right up there when people breathe the words of guys like Giannis and Christian Yelich. Go back to when Ryan Braun was here. You know, you're still you're, – you're going into the pantheon of Star and Favre and Harlan and Wolf and Holmgren and, and all that. Whereas in New York, you know, they're going to dig up Joe Namath's jersey just so you can wear it, but you're still not the biggest name in New York. You're just not. You, you know, it depends on what, what side of the, the street you happen to be standing on in, in Times Square. Are you part of Broadway? And you could give two S's about sports. Are you a Yankees fan? Are you a Mets fan? Are you a Rangers fan? Are you a Giants fan? Are you a Jets fan? I mean, you know, come on. So you're, you're that, that that's a great email. That's a great point. Here you're the biggest fish in a in a in a terrifically filled sports pond. I don't want to say the smallest, but it, they are the smallest media market in all of sports. The smallest market in all of professional sports Green Bay is. But we consider ourselves as a whole Wisconsin Packers nation, so to speak. So it's it's kind of difficult to put it that way. But I get it. I I I, I get it. Uh, Thomas says, is Green Bay really a small market? Well, individually, yeah. The city, yes. They're the smallest city in all of major sports. Now, when it comes to media market, um, because the NFL is structured differently, it allows the Green Bay Packers to thrive and survive because of the spread of money. Whereas the Brewers are the smallest media market in all of sports because they have to depend on what's in the market to thrive and survive. So it's just, it's different. But as far as populace goes, yeah, the Packers are in the smallest market, the smallest city in all of professional sports. Yes, to answer your question. Um, Sloppy Yo says, uh, but if he wins a Super Bowl for the Jets, he will own New York. Oh, wholeheartedly. He will, he will automatically vault to the top of the list. Automatically automatically and even more so because he would do it as a jet because the jets have had anonymity for such a long period of time 
even more so. So, yeah, I completely agree with you. So showing up, you're not the biggest. If you win it, you're the biggest. Hands down. Hands down. 100% agree. Uh, Paul says, smallest market in the NFL, but the biggest worldwide. Uh, as far as fan base goes, one of, yeah. I mean, there's some big fan bases out there. You know, you can start with football across the pond, so to speak. You know, you can go with your Manchester United. You can go with Cowboys. You can go with Packers. You can go with Steelers. Uh, but, you you know, there's there's some, you know, Yankees fans are everywhere. You know, in the baseball world, so you there, there's there's quite a few big, um, big fan bases, without a doubt. Uh, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up next on the Bill Michael Show. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Michael show we uh we continue on don't forget about our friends uh, mikey and the gang over at exit realty uh go to mikey whitcomb uh or exit realty i should say uh call mikey whitcomb uh the guy that found me my house after so many attempts and so many tries 414-243-1976 414-243-1976 if you're in the milwaukee area waukesha area north uh, whatever it happens to be He's a biker. He works with veterans, but uh, Mikey uh, does a terrific job. 414-243-1976. 414-243-1976. He has patience. He has knowledge. And he has to have patience to work with me. And uh, he's relentless, man, whether it's selling your home or finding you a new one. That is, uh, that's our buddy Mikey. 414-243-1976. Good stuff. Um, if you want to hit us up, feel free. Go ahead and do so. Um this is who's this one from? This is from Bill. Bill says um, Aaron Rodgers going to New York won't even be top five in names when you start to look at all the big names they have in New York. Uh, do you really think that he would be bigger than if the Knicks won the championship? Yes, I do. I, I mean, look, if you're an NBA fan and you're thinking to yourself that you know if Rodgers is going to come in there and he would be a guy that. Um, if he would win, if he would win in New York and, you know, and bring a championship to the Jets, yes, I think that would be bigger than him. You know, think about it. I mean, just anybody with the Knicks right now. If the Knicks win, look, that's great. You know, like quickly he's been playing extremely well, and he's become kind of a fan favorite in New York. But Rodgers will be bigger than him. He'd be bigger than uh, Jalen Brunson. He'd be bigger than Quentin Grimes. He'd be bigger than Robinson. Uh, you know, I can't think of who else. Uh, Barrett. So, yes, he would be bigger than those guys by far if he wins a championship. I wouldn't disagree with that at all. But – if the next Knicks will win a championship, the Knicks are huge. Um, the the fan base for the Giants, I think, is bigger than the Jets. The fan base for the Yankees is bigger than the Mets. The fan base for the Knicks is huge. Uh, I don't disagree with any of that. But if he would win a championship in New York, he would be automatically, automatically uh, up in the pantheon of champions 
when it, he would be a kind of the hired gun, but still to bring a championship back to the Jets. Remember the 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 Giants have won some championships. You know, Eli won two of them. So if Rodgers comes in and and uh, and wins with New York and and you know creates a, a championship atmosphere with the Jets, oh, you better believe he would be huge. But he wouldn't be the biggest going into that situation. He would only be the biggest if he won it. Ben, did we miss anything today? Uh, I've I've kind of like digressed on the what we missed segment of the show. Oh, all good. No, there were some stories from the weekend. It actually just broke. I think the most notable thing. Aside from Taylor Moore uh, stealing the Valdspar away from Spieth and Adam Shank down the stretch, mm-hmm. which was tough to watch for me, Rick Pitino just signed with St. John's. I was going to say, did he go? Because I know Iona, uh, he, there was some rumor that he was going to go at least look over that fence. But um, I'll tell you this, St. John's immediately becomes relevant. Immediately becomes relevant. Oh, the Big relevant. East is, is kind, of, kind of lit now, honestly. Yeah. With yep. Marquette playing well. And Nova will probably bounce back, and Creighton's very good. And, and Xavier's playing well, there. and Patino yep. now with St. John's. And, yeah, you that's very, very viable. What you need uh, now with St. John's and company is you need Georgetown to be good. Well, you speaking need, of need, Georgetown, Ed Cooley from Providence just left to go to mm-hmm. Georgetown today. Yeah. That's a shame, too, because Providence was on the come. Oh, he's um, a really good coach. Yep, really, really good. But I, I like it when really good coaches coach small schools and they stay. Because in the landscape of college basketball, the only difference between the small school and the big school now is the money. But the talent is so well spread out because you can find one or two guys that make a difference. And suddenly you're looking at, you know, Furman, you know, being able to upset teams that they had no business upsetting. So, uh, you know, that's the reason the tournament is such a wild and woolly one when it comes to teams getting in and and doing something that would never happen in football. And it's because of the ability to find a player or two along the way, have a really good coach that teaches incredible fundamentals and kind of coaches to the ability of their team and makes the most out of it. And then they have those exciting tournament runs, which is what it's all about. I mean, uh, does anybody really think that, you know, Furman is, while they're disappointed, they didn't go deeper. Furman got huge notoriety. Princeton. Look at what Princeton's done. That's fantastic. Oh, it's so good. All those kids that go to Princeton, all the hardship that they're going to face after they graduate <laughs> from Princeton. Really cool that they're on this stage. And this major waft of jealousy comes sweeping upon the program all of a sudden through one Ben Kenny. <laughs> Speaking of jealousy, the, the last two notes I had, CJ Garner Johnson from my Eagles yeah. signed with the Lions last night. And the Lions are kind of loading up. So while while we all wait for the Rodgers thing, right, you have the Bears mm-hmm. spending all this obscene right. money. The Vikings are kind of stuck. But the Bears and the Lions are taking advantage of the space they have. And, and they're going to be much improved upon what they were last season. So it doesn't feel like the division's getting easier. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Um this one's from Craig. Is there any truth to the article I read last night from Mike Florio that it may benefit the Packers to hold off on the trade until after June 1st? Well, they'll save money if that happens. Yes. We talked about that a little bit earlier. Yes, they would save some money, but not necessarily save money. They just would be able to spread that money out over two seasons rather than one. So there you go. That's it. That'll do it. Good stuff today. We're off fast and furious on a Monday. Love it. Love it. Good stuff. We'll be back at it again tomorrow.
Who knows? Who knows what's going to break? Who knows what's going to happen? But we'll be back at it. Until we talk again, thanks to everybody today over on the live stream. My God, the live stream was active today. Woo! Comments were a-flying, to say the very least. That'll do it. Time for us to get out of here. Have a good one. Woo!